You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome, everyone. My name is Jacob. This is Hunt Detail. Thank you for joining me. And if you're enjoying this podcast, I want to encourage you to go to iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you're using and give it a five-star review or rank. Really appreciate that because it helps support the podcast, helps spread the word. And uh, again, thank you. Of course, we have the Hunt Detail YouTube channel, and there's a lot of cheat sheets for you, uh, lots of free information, free resources on the Hunt Detail Instagram page just go click on the bio in hunt detail on instagram so last week we talked about some of our off-season to-do lists and i gave you 10 things to think about and number 10 was to get permission on on a new piece of property for this upcoming year and you may already have several properties you may have a lease you may have three permission properties you may have a family farm and you may feel like, hey, I'm pretty good. And, and personally, I hunt a mix of public land. I hunt public land most of the time, and then I hunt some private. And for me, private land offers a couple different sets of value. One is which I there's ag on this farm, and we all know how much deer like corn and soybeans and all of that. And there's no other hunting pressure and so deer movement is a little bit more predictable in some ways. It's not, they're not robots, but it is a little bit more predictable. And there's a lot of deer on this, this particular piece of property. But I like, pro, I like public land because I like to cover ground. I like to break down an area. There's bigger deer on some of the pieces of public that I hunt. And it's big woods and I get to spread my legs and really explore and again, if you can understand deer movement on a big chunk of public land, then then you've really honed and sharpened your level of woodsmanship, I believe. It's, and it's much different than if you're hunting a piece of private, in, in my opinion. So, but again, talking about getting permission, you may have a lot of things, a lot of places that you go, and that is great. But the truth is, that could go away at any time. People move, people sell property, neighborhoods get built, construction goes on, leases get sold or whatever you want to could think of, it happens. And so you would rather have more access than less. And also you could uncover a giant buck on a piece of property that you would have never hunted, but now you've got access to it and now you've you got a lot, a lot of fun lined up for this upcoming season. 
So I want to share with you how I got permission on a particular farm a couple years ago. And I will say that this uh, farmer and his family have, I mean, forget about the land. They have just really blessed me. I really enjoy getting to know him and that family. And he's a wonderful, hard-working farmer. Uh, he works, I would say, sun up to sundown. And he cares passionately about the work that he does. And I have an incredible amount of respect for him for that. He is, uh, he hates deer. And he doesn't like it when I don't shoot all of them. Uh, in fact, he got mad at me once when I didn't shoot a fawn. Uh, and I made the mistake of telling him about it. And he was not happy. Really not happy with me. But... But uh, that, was, that was a while ago. Now, what I did a couple of years ago was sent out 12 letters to different property owners. And I was using the Onyx platform. Of course, you can use any platform you want. But for me, I was using Onyx. And I was specifically targeting these types of properties. Less than 100 acres had some sort of ag on them and had a different point of access to the property. Those were sort of the three primary characteristics and I'll tell you why. First of all, if you have properties that are over a hundred acres, let's say, let's say it's four or 500 acres or a thousand acres or whatever, that person has probably been hit up a thousand times. And if it's not under lease by some group or something already they probably you know it's probably getting ready to be and so by targeting smaller properties you sort of cut out you're, you're gonna get maybe access to people that haven't been asked a thousand times if someone can hunt their property so that was one of the things that I would look at when I was evaluating properties and specifically I would look for properties that didn't have a lot of wooded area either. That, I mean, that's so obvious to see like, oh, here's a giant wood lot. Let me see if I can hunt it. Well, how about this? Go the other direction. When the, most people are zigging, you zag. And so for me, it was about finding properties that were a little maybe underlooked, but, um, now, from an agriculture standpoint, I wasn't looking for ag because I wanted to necessarily hunt it. I'm comfortable hunting big woods and not, you know, associated with soybeans or corn or any of that stuff. But uh, people that grow food for a living don't like deer. Just like I mentioned with this farmer, he doesn't like deer. He doesn't like a lot of animals because they take money out of his pocket. And so his mindset is kill them all. And so if someone has something that they value and the deer are destroying it, then they're definitely more open to the idea of someone shooting those deer. And so that was another factor that I looked at with this particular, with, as I sent out these letters. And then the other one is having a different point of access. So you look at a property and here's a house and there's ag and maybe there's a little bit of woods and you're like, this would be great. But think about it from, 
your your movement. They're not going to want somebody coming in at five in the morning or whatever to go hunting and then leaving at you know eight at night or whatever, coming in at dark and leaving at dark through their driveway. You really want to find a property that has a different route of access so that you're not your comings and goings aren't disturbing them because no one wants to get ready for dinner and, and all this and see some guy walking through their backyard with a headlamp on or dragging a dead deer or whatever. And so if you can find a property like that, then all of a sudden when you talk to them, it's like, okay, well I'll park over there and then I'll just text you when I come in and come out or how do you want to handle that? Or do you want, is it okay if I could just come and go whenever you, 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 this is my car. If you see it, I'll be back there. However you want to work that out, but you're not disturbing them in a way that's intrusive because no one wants that. I certainly wouldn't want that as I run my day-to-day -day with my family and that sort of thing. So those are some of the, the characteristics of how I approach getting permission. <clears throat> now, I mentioned that I sent out letters. I have my bandwidth and my time is very limited, and I have things that I really put a high priority on, and one of them is not driving around to houses to only to get told no and driving around to find out someone's not home. And now have I done that before and will I do it again? Absolutely. But it really has to be the right time and the right opportunity. So I thought I'll just send out letters and I've got a picture of myself and my family on the letter so that this individual that reads it says, oh, okay, this looks like a normal guy. He's not some psychopath. He has a beautiful wife, two beautiful kids, and he um, he's somebody that, that is relatable. So I'm going to read you the letter. Mr. Blank, I hope all is well. My name is Jacob Coons. I live in Blank neighborhood off of Blank Road. Picture of me and family below. I'm sorry to bother you, but I'm reaching out to see if you would be open to a conversation about hunting deer on your property off of Blank Road. I have completed hunter's education certification many years ago. I take pride in only taking clean ethical shots with my bow and, not, and processing the deer for meat to feed my family. So there's a couple points here. I'm, I'm apologizing to bother them. I'm giving them something. In a previous video, previous podcast, I talk about some of the psychology of, of interactions. And if you can give something to someone, then they're, they're, open, they're more open to giving back. And so I'm, I'm sort of, I'm coming to them with humility. I'm sorry to bother you with this. And I'm asking just for a conversation. I'm not asking for flat out permission. And I've completed my Hunter's Ed certification and I'm talking about bow hunting, not gun hunting. A lot of times people think of guns and they think that bullets are flying through windows all the time or whatever. And, um, it, and that's just not the case. So you never know who's going to be on the other side reading this, but a bow and arrow seems much safer and much more limited as we all know it is. Uh, you know, I have asked before and people had horses and they thought I would accidentally mistake a horse for a deer and shoot a horse and I had to explain that they're completely different and I know the difference it's like 
me accidentally walking, you know, jumping into your car to drive away. I know that I don't drive your car. So, but, but again, that's just the mindset of folks that don't hunt. They don't, their image of it has probably been formed by Disney or some other form of media and it's completely inaccurate. And so it's really important to, to state some of those things up front in terms of hunters ed and again, just bow hunting. Now, do I gun hunt this property I have? Absolutely. And, um, but it's because of the trust that I've built with this farmer and he, he knows that I'm trustworthy. He now knows what I'm like and who I am. As you can imagine, this is the next part of my letter. And I do want to state that this letter will be on my profile on Instagram. If you go to Hunt Detail Instagram, click on the link tree. You can pull this letter down. You can use it verbatim, word for word. It won't have my family picture. Sorry if you wanted to use my family picture, but it won't have that. But you can use this word for word. As you can imagine, the deer herd in our area is significantly over the objective population. Managing their population is crucial to the overall health of the deer herd and helps reduce the number of auto accidents caused by deer and reduces impacts to the crops that area farmers rely on. There you go. There is value in hunting and managing a population. And I think a lot of people know that there's a lot of deer, no matter what state you're in, there's a lot of deer, a lot of whitetails. They eat shrubbery, they get hit. It's... Um, and it's important that we manage them. Please let me know if you would be open to a conversation about me potentially hunting the reference property. I assure you that I would be respectful of your time and, of course, any concerns you have with me hunting, etc. So again, I'm demonstrating humility, communicating respect. Feel free to call me or text me or email me. All the best, Jacob. Jacob Coons. So there you go. That's my letter. And again, it's expressing humility, it's expressing respect, and it's expressing a value to the process of hunting. Not only providing meat for my family, but also reducing, helping reduce deer accidents, managing the deer herd, making sure the deer herd's healthy. A lot of times they'll talk about the fact I'm taking the older deer so it makes room for the new fawns. There are limited resources. So those are things that, that you can think about if you wanted to write your own letter. Now... Um, online, you can also find things like hunting waiver and release agreement. And so you could include something like this that would uh, essentially release them. So you could include this, and you don't have to sign it, but you could include that as something for them to review. And it's basically stating that you, you know, fall out of a tree, shoot yourself, whatever, they're not reliable for you. And so that is another dynamic that if I owned a bunch of property and people wanted to hunt it, what if it got hurt? Am I going to be responsible for his broken neck or whatever? And so that is something else that you can uh, discuss with them and go through with them. But I hope you find that helpful. Years and years ago, Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And so it's really about Going out there and just expressing, meeting people, shaking hands. People are generally nice. People are generally respectful. You show up in a pair of blue jeans and a t-shirt or a collared shirt and just say, Hey, excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you, sir. I just 
want to ask you a few questions. I am a deer hunter, a bow hunter, and I have uh, just a great respect for what you do as a farmer. And I know that we have a lot of deer overpopulating, you know, our, our area, our region. And so that is a concern of mine. Would it be possible that I hunt? Whatever. However you want to phrase that. The, the value that I've received is immeasurable from hunting this farm. It's given me so much. I, I, I helped my son kill his first buck. And just being, you know, making those memories and being part of those memories. This place is loaded with turkeys. And so I get to turkey hunt there and not worry about other, other hunt, turkey hunters. And the, you know, there's a healthy deer population there. And sometimes it's just the, the opportunity to, to walk and to hike and, and, and soak in the outdoors in a new way is so amazing as I, it's a crisp October morning and I'm hiking and I can, you know, I hear the corn sort of rustling and, and it's just, it's just an amazing thing. And so again, what I do is, and I'll sort of wrap this up is give the, this farmer gift cards on a regular basis for a hundred dollars, a card with, it says, thank you. And I greatly appreciate you, the opportunity to hunt your property. And really expressing that thanks. And as my son killed his first buck, I videotaped some of it and I shared that video with this farmer and, and he could see the excitement that came out of my son's experience. And I know that he, I saw a smile come across his face and I know that he appreciated that, that opportunity that my son got to get on his property. And so I'll leave you with that. Thank you all for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. And again, go to Hunt Detail Instagram and you can get that uh, this letter if you want to use it for your own. All the best.